What's up, gang? It's uh, it's Articulate, and uh, and let me tell you, it's been a rough couple of weeks here. Not really, it's been amazing, but with recording and figuring out a lot going on with the podcast and everything, things that you guys don't care about, honestly. But I did want to do a check-in episode because it's been a while, and I have had a lot of thoughts over the past couple of months, um, which is interesting because it started out by not having thoughts at all. You ever get you ever get really happy and then don't think about anything ever? Life is weird that way. So it's been interesting because I have really been the happiest that I've been in my entire life for the past three months now at this point. Like there are not, you know, I've always experienced anxiety and depression my entire life. If you've been following the podcast, you know that, you know, and have been able to kind of cope with it, luckily, you know, and, and kind of get through things. And I'm actually, it's weird, you get nostalgic about depression and anxiety sometimes, but um, no, but it's been really good. And one of the things I started thinking, it had been like two, like I said, it's been like three months. So like coming into the third month, I'm like, damn, I really just have not been thinking at all, you know, like. I don't know, when I started this podcast, you know, when I turned 21, it just, it felt like I was having so many big ideas or like, you know, realization and perception changes and all these things, you know, getting really hyped up about it and whatnot. And then they kind of just become part of the norm. It's weird. Like, I don't know what it is. You, you, You have all these big ideas and some of them are just realizations that you now see as common sense. Like, differences between you and older people, perspective changes, uh, you know, getting into the right mindset to do different things or kind of, you know, just, it's weird coming off of a, so I started writing a lot of these ideas. Like I said, it's been three months. I've been super high and I had like a rough weekend. So I was like hung over, you know, for like two days, you ever get one of those, but it felt like I was kind of coming back down a little bit. And that made me kind of like realize you know, I knew I was in a high, but like kind of put it the high into perspective a little bit. And and to be able to do that is important, I think. But again, it's like, why did I have so many thoughts back in the day that felt so big to me? And I can't have any of that right now. Um, because I want to be able to have I want to be able to I mean, that was the whole point of starting this podcast was to, you know, to, to help people relate and like work through some issues that you work through throughout life, um, especially when you turn 21. Uh, and and going through that period in your life, so um, that was that was a big period. And now that I'm kind of through that, it's like, all right, what have I experienced in these past few years since then that I feel like are relatable and still pretty big realizations? And I mean, that was one of them in, in itself is realizing that that was a big age, and now you know I'm accustomed to these new ideas and, and perspectives that I you're just kind of in them. You, you don't have to think about them. You know, and I'm very, very fortunate. Of course, you know, I, I'm so fortunate to, to have been able to get to a place where I can be happy. Um, you know, I'm expecting, you know, preparing for the worst, you know, whatever that comes. But I don't want to. Yeah, I got um, I got laid off recently about three months ago. That's why I was so happy. But uh, I have a new job, too. Don't worry about it. But my dad told me this thing uh, about the anxiety it was causing me. And then the anxiety, like I th- was thinking I was going to get laid off and everything. And it was like why are you worrying about it? Like you are going to, you're basically worrying about it twice because you're worrying about it now and you don't even know if it's going to happen. And then if it actually does happen, then you're going to worry about it again. It's going to be a whole, it's going to be a whole thing. 
And that's actually one of the things that I wanted to talk about here uh, was the, let's see, basically when I was high, right? Like I was in a really good place mentally and I was going through with all my healthy habits and working out and eating well, but also having a good time, being social, being creative, all these different things. And and one of the big thoughts, I'm going to come back to the, don't worry, I'm going to come back. I got the thread. I'm going to come back to the anxiety and, and depression thing. But um, the, what kind of led me into that idea was that I was bending this high for a little bit, right? Um, and I kind of, luckily, you know, one of the habits that I've instilled has been kind of self-awareness or, you know, just meditation in general and kind of reflection and kind of working through why, just noticing thoughts. That's That's the biggest thing is like, noticing a thought, you know, and being like, well, where did that thought come from? Especially if it's kind of out of left field. So like something for me is like, I obviously personally think judgment is bad when you judge other people for doing anything. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own life. Shouldn't judge anybody at all. Um, but I found myself like judging people, uh, like very, it was just kind of a sudden reaction. You know what I mean? And I was like, why did I just like think that? Why was I just so rude <laughs> to that person in my head? And, you know, it's the matter made me think it was like judgment is just become harder to control when you've been diligent for a little bit, you know, like I've been in my healthy habits, you know, I've been in a good spot. It's been easy for me to do the things that I consider to be healthy because I've been in this place. When, of course, when you're not in the best mental space, you, you deserve to indulge a little bit. Obviously I've done that too. And, and, you know, have that rationalization, and everything. So it's, it's, it's easy when you're on, uh, in a good spot to, to be on your high horse. Um, but you know, everybody is a product of their environment and they've, there's no fault of the individual, uh, a lot of the time when people have healthy habits, not all the time. Don't get me wrong. There are, that's, well, that's one of the, the things It's like, how can, so that was my, my follow-up thought to this is like, how long can you rationalize unhealthy habits as just living? either giving yourself, uh, one of the things that I was thinking about in this high when I first started it, right, was, you know, I, the external world, you know, I went through a whole thing where, you know, I was paying two rents with this roommate, and then I went through an emotional thing that it was basically, it felt like the external world was causing all these emotions, and, and it was just causing me to, like, just get crushed, you know what I mean, and get really low. And then I finally got out of that. And, you know, one of the thoughts was, if I can just naturally get this low, just because of the world, and now I have a little bit of control is like, I'm gonna let myself get like, high, you know, what I mean, it's like, I, you know, when you when you get in a happy place, it's easy to like, go party, right, or go hang out with friends and being like, wow, I'm kind of dodging some of my responsibilities right now just to have fun. And you know what? that's, that's okay with me. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's okay. If, if the world can make you this low and get down to the bottom of your, you know, mental capacity, then I think you should be allowed to get yourself as high as you can. Yeah. You know, of course, with some limits, right. You know, you got to be responsible about these things, but that's what the, the thought is, right? It's like, how long can you rationalize unhealthy habits as living, you know, and having a good time? Um, and, and part of, it's like, I, I think everybody should have the right to eat junk food and indulge 
devices that, you know, we all have. And especially when we're young, you know what I mean? It's like, who's, I'm 23. I should be allowed to go out on the weekend to drink if I want, you know what I mean? And, and have a good time and experiment here and there with, with things, with fun things, you know, nothing specific. But like, when does it, when does it become irresponsible? You know, at what point is it a red flag as opposed to just like giving yourself a little leeway? It's like, do, when does it become a reflection of a deeper issue? And that's something that I don't think I'm going to figure out for a while, but I'm thinking about it now, which I think is good. Uh, there's a little bit of self-awareness there that, you know, everybody has to have. So that's, I mean, that's something I've been doing is like, I, I'm turning 24 next, uh, next week. And there's been so many times where I come home late and I, I don't need to eat chicken nuggets and chocolate, but I do. It's like, I'm 23, I'm young. Uh, but how long do I get to say that for, you know, how long do I get to do dangerous things? Like, you know, I rock climb pretty carelessly sometimes, or, you know, we climb trees or even those are like more kind of physical examples, but there's obviously some dangerous things like not even hard drugs, but like experimental drugs or even, just new habits and things that you consider that may be vices for some people. The, the point is, is like, how much do I get to be like, all right, I'm young. So when else am I going to do this thing? You know, how late, how often am I going to get to stay up until 4am on a Saturday or something like that? Right. And I think you just figure it out when it comes, but the but important thing is to keep it in mind, right? Like, that, again, this is not something I'm going to answer for myself as a 23, 24 year old, but you don't want to be like 28, 29, and still eating, you know, a shit ton of fast food and be like, ah, I'm in my twenties and you know, because there is a point where it's like humans are creatures of habit. So it's like you are going to, you know, instill these terrible habits. I don't know. There's the judgment thing. You know, it's like I can't, you know, I get it. I love nuggets. You know what I mean? I, what happened? What if I'm twenty-eight? We'll look back on this as a like a piece of shit twenty-eight year old, like, damn, I was so right. Anyways. The point being shouldn't think too much about it, right? <laughs> I think I think the main issue here is guilt. That is one thing I do want to touch on, right? We all feel it. Um, I started to blame it. I initially wanted to blame it on like growing up Catholic uh, because God is always watching anything bad that you do, you should feel guilty about. I was actually taught, it was crazy, in Sunday school, I went to Sunday school, you know, from fifth to eighth grade, basically. And in one Sunday school, there was this guy, he's like, every little number that you go over the speed limit is another sin like are you kidding me bro are you going five are you going five miles over the the speed limit and that's five sins so there's like kind of a, an instilled guilt but i think everybody has that too you know what i mean if you have decent parents that you know try to instill some morals with you but i mean it's the same way with um with like pro productivity right it's like every millennial and under thinks you know, I was just like kind of chillaxing one night. It was raining out. You know, there's some open mics that I could have gone to. And my roommate came back. I was like, you ever feel like you're just not doing enough? He's like, bro, everybody thinks that <laughs> all the time. So it's like this, this productivity thing where it's just this guilt, right? Guilt is funny in the same way that anxiety is, right? I'm bringing it back. Uh, both are overwhelming and controlling, but ultimately they're both moot. Like they, like one can argue that Sure, anxiety can help you prepare for what's coming, right? Two things. Nothing can prepare you for the future for the future at all. I'll tell you that right now. Who knew COVID was coming? You know what I mean? Besides the, the, the corporate elite and the 1%. Who knew that? Nobody knew that was coming. And that's what's 
again, what I kind of learned from that period is, was like, you know, nobody knows and like anything, anything can happen. So, uh, you know, the real future is, you, you know, you can build a dream, you can work towards a goal, but the real future is unexpected and unknown. Second thing, you can prepare and plan without anxiety and nerves. These are branches of excitement, I think, uh, but they're based in like fear. Again, kind of a negative emotion. And and what about what about like doing these things, you know, based out of a place of like positivity? You know, when was the last time you referred to, you know, nerves as like this energy, your you know, this anxious energy as like butterflies in your stomach. Um, it's a much more positive and uh, useful connotation, in my opinion. So, you know, instead of, I know it's hard, obviously easier said than done, but that's just, again, something that I want to put in, you know, on record to kind of help myself um, as well as anybody else listening is using that energy that you have, that nervous energy, that anxiety as kind of a motivating factor and something trying to see if you could change it into something positive. Again, I haven't necessarily done it enough as much as I would like to myself, but it it is something that I think is possible. Uh, I used to have panic attacks throughout college. Um, and a lot of the time when I was high, of course, as it happens, we, we does tend to do that sometimes. But, uh, one of the things that would happen, you know, panic attacks are from anxiety, and what I did once was, you know, I was just in my own house. I just wanted to chill out, smoke weed and, and watch a movie. And I got too high and I was freaking out. And I just started like, I was like pissed. I was like texting. What I did was, you know, sometimes you got to talk yourself through it. Right. So I started like, I went in my notes app and started like texting myself. And I was just like, you know, why, like, what is going on with you right now? Like, why, what are we doing? And what I kind of like when I worked through where it was coming from, it kind of felt like I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't being productive with the high. So in that moment, you know, I was like, all right, well then I'm just going to like get up and I'm going to start writing or I'm going to start drawing or painting. Or I was, I, I put that nervous energy into something useful, into something. And, and it did kind of get me excited about it. it was, I was like, oh, I could do this. I could use this for that. You know, like it was, it was a positive thing. I turned it into a great thing. And again, way easier said than done. I haven't been able, I mean, I, I kind of fell out of even, you know, thinking in that manner. And I feel like that's kind of a healthy mechanism to try to instill. And again, it's not, uh, anyways, I, um, I, I, I kind of fell out of thinking that way for a little bit. Cause I went through a hard emotional time and I was just trying to figure out life. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out surviving as opposed to being on the offensive. I was on the defensive. So, um, you know, that's just, that's just kind of something that, uh, you realize is that, uh, emotions are, 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 uh, are so powerful. So, uh, this is, uh, you know, I wanted to bring it back. Um, it's, it's the same way that you, that you feel guilt, right? That's kind of, you know, anxiety. I was working through that, um, maybe turning that into something positive. It's the same way uh, with feeling guilty. Um, but guilty, uh, you know, anxiety is looking forward. Guilty is looking backwards. Guilt can teach you lessons and help you learn yourself. That's a quote that I've, you know, it seems like is a, a an idea that's out there. I disagree. You know, you can learn yourself and study your actions and the emotions you experienced in them, but that doesn't, that doesn't need to come from guilt. Guilt comes from a, a kind of a negative place, as I was talking about, uh, that, you know, if you want to call it fear, you can call it fear, that, that one's wrongdoing has exposed something in you that's a, a hyperbolic, like, fatal flaw. 
and and that's that's a slippery slope. Uh, see, I'm reading here, so this is where my cadence comes in. There's a, there's a molehill though. When you do something bad, and you you feel like that's your fatal flaw, or like that's that's you as a person, and you're never gonna be able to change that. And you feel guilt for that, or people don't change. And it's like, it, it, how about we turn that you know sort of negative uh, spiral in, into you know, reflection from a human understanding, you know, what was the action you did that you considered wrong? Wrong is a very, that's a, that's a term that's, that's hard to pin down, right? What, what emotion were you feeling in the moment? Uh, emotions are off, often illogical. The emotion you were feeling, did that play a part in the decision you made? Uh, you know, and, and did that incident come out naturally were you being you in the moment was there anything that you really could have done differently you can't change the past you know things happen the way that they did the best you can do is understand the why instead of feeling guilt right understanding mental processes can actually expose advantages in sometimes obvious ways like you know i was rude to one of my friends and it was kind of a big thing to me um emotionally i was beating myself up over i was like why would i say that to them but it turned out, you know, at, at least that what I was saying was, so here's the thing. It came from a place of anger, but it also came from a place of honesty. So, you know, one of the advantages that I learned was, you know, again, expose advantages and sometimes I've sway. So like brutal honesty, it's still honesty, but it's just being expressed in a difficult manner. And so when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, maybe I need to control that emotion a little bit more. Um, and I can still express that feeling and um in that honest way that i wanted to uh, but do it in a more you know cushiony way in a way that you know, shows that you're being empathetic that another person also is experiencing emotion and uh, making their own decisions and working through problems things like that uh you know it, it leads to maybe also uh, not so obvious advantages of like self-awareness uh, looking at these looking back and reflection through this, you know, understanding of human emotions, knowing yourself and your flaws well enough to, to call it out when you see it. Again, that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, just noticing thoughts and like recognizing ideas um, and, and change what you can where you can. Much easier said than done. But I think having these thoughts is kind of the first step to, you know, start instilling um, a little bit better of habits for you. Um, something that the late and great, no, he's not late and great, what Kanye would say, Everything I'm not makes me everything I am. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, everything I'm not could be, you know, considered flaws, but they also make me everything I am, which has put me in a place where I've been fortunate enough to be happy for three months and achieve some things that I've always wanted to achieve. So I think there's a lot that goes into that, obviously. Again, all this started with me thinking that I wasn't thinking enough. And I think ultimately the goal is to live without thinking about it unabashedly, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's still, you know, that I think that's one of the main things that people say about me all the time is what I recognize in myself is that I'm an overthinker and that's what has caused a lot of depression and anxiety for me. Now that I've been able to uh, come off of the high a little bit, when I was in the high before, I was just overthinking about, you know, high ideas. That's when I came out with that reflection uh, what was it the podcast back in it was like the gratitude that's what it was uh you know I was so like I felt like I was so and you know it was good stuff that's fine I was doing my thing but I felt like I was so like 
I was up on my high horse and I was like speaking poetically and everything, you know, when you're in a high and you feel like uh, everything you say is like, is like poetry, it's like artistic, you know what I mean? Or you're like, wow, everything I'm thinking right now is just like, this is amazing stuff. This needs to be out there. This needs to be heard. Come on, bro. I bet three people are going to listen to this podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think, again, it's more for, for my record. And, and the thing is, you don't don't think about it too much, man. I, now that I've been able to come down off of the high a little bit, I realized that I wasn't thinking. And that's why I, one of the reasons I've been so happy for three months is that I haven't been fucking thinking. Oh, man. Life is weird. Um, there's this quote from Alan Watts that I wanted to read probably wrap it up on this is uh, a person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thoughts. Good sentiment along with what I was saying. I like the second part doesn't match up with as much as I was saying, but I'll just read it. It says, but if you talk all the time, you'll never hear what anybody else has to say. And therefore all you have to talk about is your own conversation. That's a little lesson that you can you know, figure out for yourself. Um, but you know, it's been a it's been a couple of been a couple of months. Um, I wanted to end on that quote, but also saying that putting my old anxious and depressed life into perspective uh, with my current happy life, happy life, you know, uh, on top of juggling what it is, it's juggling life. You know what I mean? It it really is juggling. Um, you know, all the hobbies and things that I've gotten myself into while I'm happy. You know, there's different thoughts and ideas that spread out in all directions with those things. But, you know, being able to put that into perspective and the issues and problems that I have with what I consider to be real problems from the external world, from my old unhappy life, it's basically something I've realized is not to call my problems now problems. They're just decisions, you know, (laughs) especially, again, it's, I think, the biggest takeaway is putting into perspective not only your own life, but if it's not, if you're not on the defense, if you're not just surviving, then everything at at that point is decisions. It's not problems. And if you're fortunate enough to get to that point, then I think just being able to realize it is, is something that you should consider doing. So, um, been a fun couple of months for me. Uh, I hope that you have all been able to relate with what I've been saying a little bit. Just trying to spread some positivity and not be called, not be made fun of for it. You know, don't, don't shit on me for this. This is my, anyways, nobody ever does listen to this. Anyways, um, it's been a fun couple of months. Uh, I hope you all have been able to achieve some sort of happiness in your life or coping mechanisms. One thing I did also want to say was, like I said, you can be nostalgic for some kind of darker periods in your life. I feel like COVID was a dark period for everybody, but also music just hit in a different way from that period. You know what I mean? I still go back to music that I listened to and found in that period. I'm like, dang, this is, remember when this hit for like months, dude? So good. You know, emotion is a, is a funny thing. You got to be able to recognize it, but also something you can learn from older people is that they feel they're more themselves, which is a good thing, but also they don't feel as much. Um, they wish they felt, you know, I've talked to some older people about the anxiety and things like that. They're like, man, I wish I could feel that excitement or like that energy again. You know what I mean? So being able to put that into perspective as well. Again, one of the darkest periods emotionally that I had was uh, a couple of months ago. But I, while I was in it, I, I did recognize I was like, wow, this is a 
human feeling. This is a a big deal for me in my life. It's hard to appreciate that, but I think it is something you should try to appreciate. Everything's easier said than done. I know nothing. Uh, this is personal experience and opinion. Do what you want with this information, but I do appreciate people that did listen and get this far. Hopefully you can relate to it. If you can, always here to talk. I love talking with my friends and family about deep shit. If you know me, obviously that's one of my main things that I love doing. And I'll try to come off as smarter than I actually am. I'm fucking, you know what I mean? Look at this guy. Look at this. Bottled at 23. What are you doing? Anyways. Thank you so much for listening. There is going to be more. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm doing. Trying to do so much here, but also doing nothing at all. But there are going to be some more updates with the podcast. I'm excited to um, show the new studio space that I'm working with, and uh, got some new ideas for what we're going to be doing moving forward with guests and everything. If you have any ideas, I'm always open to those as well. So, uh, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you all have a great week. I love you. Amen. Okay. Bye. Don't think. You're not supposed to think.